talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we are back. Messy Christianity. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Um, Let's do this podcast today, and it's kind of a fun one, too. It's, uh, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Don't do it! <laughs> Run away! Uh, do the trees. So, you know, what's really funny about that is, is um, you know, my, uh, gosh, I look at my 20-year-old self and I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm glad I lived. Um, th- this is not just ministry. This is personal. This yeah. is everything. Sure. You know, so in, thir- in the next 30 minutes, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Go. He's sitting right in front of me. We're talking. Yes. Goodness. So we can we can sit here and dwell in the like ethereal land of good the, enough. the right You're answer. Smart yeah. enough and yeah. <laughs> there's right answers. There's answers that sound really good. And then there's probably what would I actually say if I'm actually sitting here? Well, I think could we change it? Could we change what would happen to that twenty year old? Oh. Or is this more of a of Here's a wisdom our... of you can make it through? Because if I could change it yeah. Dude, I'd go back and I would say, I'll, let me tell you something. Easy, All right. easy. Come on, she's you listening. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Life, hey, focus, you know, there, there's a lot that I would say, you know, the whole, if we could go back and change it, well, yeah, 20 years old, heck yeah, I'd go back and change some things if I could, yeah. and that would be part of my conversation. So let's preface. I would say more perspective <laughs> okay. and how you see the world. Like for me, the first thing I would probably say is... Um, there's a lot more life than you realize, so slow down. I was always looking at the other 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 uh, field. You know, mm-hmm. it was always what's next, what's next, what's next. Mm-hmm. And when I got to what's next, it's like okay, what's next? Right. And I don't think I enjoyed the moment as much because I really thought that time was short, and I had to do I had to make my dent in the mm-hmm. universe right away. Looking back, I realized that God had a whole lot more work He had to do on me mm-hmm. before I could make any kind of a dent. When I look back over the years, um, I don't remember every single moment over the last 30 years of my life, but I remember some moments. The moments I remember are, interestingly, not probably big, big, big moments. So um, I guess it's advice even going forward. There's no telling what the memories are going to be going forward because they come at times you're not even necessarily expecting it. So if I'm talking to my 20-year-old self, this sounds so up in the air, but be in the moment, like know where you are. Just be, <laughs> just be, but be there. You know, um, that does sound so up in the air. No, actually, it makes perfect sense yeah. because I think as twenty-year-olds, our zeal outweighs our experience and our wisdom and our knowledge, and we don't, you know, I mean, that, that's that weird age. One of my first wasn't the very first, but one of the first churches I served in uh, on staff, I you know paid for it. I have some incredible memories there, and I mean, I was I was part time, kind of went moderately full time with them. Um, I I <laughs> they loved me. I mean, they loved me, and I loved them. I mean, like it was it was a good, good situation. But in my mind, I'm preparing for the future. Kind of what you just said all the time. And, you know, this is a stepping stone and I'm in seminary and when I, you know, always thinking the next step had no idea, no idea how good it was there. Mm. And I mean, out in the country and, but 
oh my goodness, like it, you know, I some of them may listen to this. I'm still in contact via social media with some of them. Um, Harmony Baptist Church, that was an awesome situation. That Shout was out a, to Harmony Baptist Church, Georgia. Yep, Good Hope, Georgia. So, suburb of Monroe, by the way. I I would probably say to me that. Um, you know, when it comes to ministry anyways, within the church world, I would say that um, be more, give more grace to church leaders. Um, you know, because I had a very idealistic view of church, a very simplistic view, and I was pretty harsh on pastors or, or ministry leaders mm-hmm. who I didn't think were leading well. Yeah. And to be fair, some of them probably weren't leading well. But I didn't realize the complexity of leadership, yeah. and um, and and I was much too harsh on them, much too harsh. Maybe not to their face, but in my own heart, I judged them very poorly. Uh, not all of them, obviously, if you're listening and you're one of my former pastors or hmm. ministry. I'm just saying overall, you know, I, I just thought it was simpler. And, uh, and I will tell you this. Th- this is the truth. I didn't realize the beating and the price that they've pe- that they paid, yeah. which might give reason for them not to make certain decisions that maybe they should have made. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, if you are beaten up so much, mm-hmm. you're not willing, you're not wanting to get back in the street to fight again. I get that. Well, and it's I like we that. said in another podcast. Uh, th- there's so many variables that that are going on. That, you may to this day still not even know what caused that decision that they made that you just, you know. You know, prime example, just a hypothetical here, but a a church has a guy who volunteers to work with students and everybody loves the guy. Again, this is a made up example. Everybody loves the guy. He, he actually says it in a business meeting because you're saying, Hey, we got to figure out what to do with our students. He stands up and says, look, I volunteer to -hmm. lead the youth group. And then, you know, everybody's like, yeah, that's a great idea. But what you know mm-hmm. is that he has a history of abuse yeah. of some sort. Right. So now everybody's looking at you because you say, no, we're not going to go that route. And they, you don't want to. And you don't want to you don't want to yeah. divulge his his history because that will destroy right. him in the church. Yep. But at the same time, everybody else thinks that yep. you just for some reason don't like him. And now that was a made up story, but, but that, that story, those play out. You know that kind of story happens all the time. Yeah. That you are pri- you have privileged information that nobody else has, right? And and because you were trying to be a person of honor and integrity, and and you're trying to protect and encourage, you know, you you can't say it, mm-hmm. man. That how many times has that happened? So that situation, but you're telling your twenty year old, you're talking to your twenty year old self. What are you What are you advising to that? My advice would be this. Always do the right thing. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. Mm -hmm. You don't have to explain yourself to everybody. You are responsible to what God says you're responsible for. Or you're you're responsible to God. Um, And, of course, other human authorities and leaders. But Mm -hmm. um, worrying about what people will think, I would say this. Don't don't always defend yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Because at 20, I, I always had to defend what I thought, why I thought it, why I did, because I felt that everybody else's opinion needed to be addressed. And you know what? It doesn't. The best way to end an argument is stop stop talking. One thing that helped me in my, <laughs> actually in that time, and I didn't mean to do this, but um, when I was in my 20s, somewhere in my 20s, 
uh, I was surrounded by other guys who were in the ministry as well. We were in seminary together. We were also serving in churches. So um, I was able to, as situations arose, I was able to talk to them about it. And, and we all had the same kind of war stories. So I think that really helped me. Um, so as I'm talking to my 20-year-old self, keep that going. Because those kind of situations arise in our congregation, in other congregations, they, they, everywhere. That's people situations. So it helps to not have to be, it helps to take that stand and to be unapologetic when you have somebody else that can just listen to you and, and sympathize even with the situation you're in. Even if it's somebody not in your situation, it helps. That's good. I'm struggling with this, honestly, because <laughs> I'm thinking back to myself at 20, and I, I was not passionately pursuing Christ at that time. So you know, part of our conversation has been talking to our 20-year-old who you know, is thinking through ministry. Both of you guys yeah. basically had already had a calling in the ministry, didn't really know what that would look like at that point. But by 20, you knew you're following that path. I had said yes to Jesus many years earlier, but at 20, I was not passionately pursuing him. That didn't happen to me. I didn't receive my call until I was 25-ish years old. So at, at 20, you know, it's the looking for love in all the wrong places. That's kind of that's kind of where I was. Oh, don't you mean looking for nub? Looking for nub. <laughs> I was... But we... <laughs> I was in alive circa 1982, <laughs> I think. So go ahead. So, I, but but I I was not, and so look at looking at myself at 20. My conversation is, I understand what you've gone through. Hmm. I've lived what you've gone through. It's almost like Jesus talking to us today. Because the scripture is clear that Jesus understands everything that we've gone on through. He experienced all these emotions as a human being. He he experienced so much of of our walk in in the flesh that he understands. And so I would look back at myself and say, I understand. Hmm. I understand the pain. I understand the hurt. I understand the abuse. I understand the longing, the desires. I understand the frustration. I understand the fear. I understand the brokenness. Hmm. And there is hope. And there is light. And I would prefer you discover this at 20 than waiting for the hell you're going to walk through in the next five years to discover that at 25, 26 years old. That's what I would, I would tell myself is like, I'm telling you, dude, what's going to happen in the next few years is going to be horrible. Hmm. You're, you're going to, you're going to be broken in a way that you can't even possibly imagine. Hmm. But did that not shape you? And I'm, that's an honest question. Well, it is. And that's why I started the conversation would, if I go back to my 20 year old self and could tell myself to do something differently, then there, there are, Several distinct things that I would definitely do different in my life. So not being able to to change it, it would be more of the, you know, you truly are looking, you're looking for love in the wrong places. And that's more than physical. That's in all aspects of life. So much of our culture teaches us, taught us 20 years ago, taught us 30 years ago, taught us 40 years ago, and teaches us today that that love, connection, meaning comes through ways that the Bible says it can't come through. 
And if it comes through that way, it either classifies it as sin or it classifies it as idolatry or it says stay away from it or it says it's going to lead to this path of destruction. All of these things that that so many of us listening to this podcast walked through in our lives before we truly submitted. So see, I was a Christ follower. I'd, right. I'd been to church. I'd been baptized. I'd said yes to Jesus. I'd walked the aisle. And looking back, I've even questioned, was I really a Christian at that time? Because... I think I was. I don't even go down that path yeah. because that's that's a long that's a long conversation. But so many folks deal with that, you know. Yeah. Can, and and you know, advising myself, you can overcome your past. Your past is the only thing that separates you from the love of God, and that's not separating you from His love to you. It's separating you from the capacity yeah. to be able to accept that love. And that's where I was. I was so tied in to the brokenness and hurt of the past that I was. I was reacting as someone who was broken. Yeah. And I, I would remind myself that you really did say yes to Jesus. And the Holy Spirit of God really does dwell within you. You've just got to tie into that. You've got to accept that and walk into that. That reminds me where the Scripture says, He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Complete it, mm-hmm. and I think that that's one of the things that I would remind myself of is that God is in the process of working on me. And at twenty years old, I thought I was smarter than I was, as we've already mentioned before. But at the same time, I was very frustrated and very anxious, and I wanted fixes. And you know, there was so much I still didn't know. And looking back, I go, you know what? God has been good. And through a, through a lifetime of just trying to yield to him and learn from him and let other people invest in you as well, it, it's really turned out well, hmm. and, and it's satisfying. But I would I didn't see that then. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, absolutely. you know I, I didn't have the confidence that things would turn out okay. Um, and I would say I think I can say this and, and mean it completely. I think that's a guarantee for every single human. If you will simply learn to hear and obey the voice of God, things will work out fine. Not necessarily you'll be wealthy, not that you'll be, you know, you'll have stuff and all that. I'm not talking about possessions and goods. I'm talking about I don't think it's possible to yield to God and not be satisfied in your soul. When I look back at the last 30 years, the number of mistakes I have made is overwhelming. Yes, it is. The number of <laughs> right choices I've made is also overwhelming. Yeah. So um, I'm, I've am i never liked this whole, you know, I look back and I have no regrets. That's not, that's, I don't think anybody's ever true saying that. Like, of course you have regrets. You, 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 there's things you would change, you know. But I think what you're saying, and, and I agree with, if I heard you correctly, is um, just trust God through this whole process because um, I am here today, you know, uh, different paths, different turns, different. If I'm talking to 20 year old self, it would be, you know, trust God with this whole process of your life. Um, make choices based upon what 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 you feel like God is having you to do um, and and go go all in <laughs> if you feel like God's doing it. If it's not, you're going to figure it out really quickly, you know. Yeah. Um, but 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 go all in with that. I would also tell myself to, um, and I think I've done. I learned this lesson later than twenty. I learned it later on in life. 
in my thirties maybe, but, um, listen to every piece of advice given to you, but question every piece of advice given to you. So don't turn it off immediately. Listen to it. Even if it's something that rubs me wrong, listen to it, digest it. It could be completely wrong advice, but it could be very, very good advice. So even the bad guys can have good advice. Yeah. uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. True. So, but it took me a while to learn that one because, you know, it, it, you're just like, oh, goodness, whatever, you know. And I was probably right on that sometimes. It probably was wrong advice, but I probably missed some good advice in the process by doing that. Um, I did listen. I did listen some. I didn't always listen, but I'd say listen. Always listen. Absorb it and filter it. You know, is this is this really good advice or not? And be careful who it is that you're getting advice from. Who are the people that you're surrounding yourself with? Who are the people that are influencing you? That's critical as well. I would tell myself, watch out who you're hanging around. You know, try try to surround yourself with godly people, godly men and women who are going to encourage you and equip you. At 20 years old, I was not hanging around godly mm-hmm. uh, adults who were able to pour into and encourage and equip me. And I would even go a step further with that. Godly for sure, definitely. But also godly that really, truly have your best interest in their heart, yeah. not their own hidden agenda like you can't even really see it but it's hard also as a 20 year old to figure that out it's hard to figure that out where we're at yeah uh other than the gift of discernment and discernment is something that it develops over time yeah Yeah, i would think i would tell myself uh that everything's not worth fighting Mm -hmm. over of course you know a lot of this personality driven as well but uh i i would go to bat for just about everything i believed Mm. You know, and and to me, I felt like that was a I had to. I mean, if I believe something, then I believe something, right? But but looking back, not everything was really that important because there's a lot of emotional energy spent trying to convince people of things that, at the end of the day, we don't even remember what they were. Yep. You know, um. So that that's a another one. If you're if you try to please everybody, you're going to hurt some people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Th- Number, I think we've said this multiple times, but I'm a I'm a recovering people pleaser. My name is Kevin, and I used to be a people pleaser all the time. So it can get you in trouble. Yeah. What's the old saying? If you uh, you can you can please some of the people some of the time, mm-hmm. you can't please all of the people any of the time. Something like that. Something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the exact words, but yeah. Just butcher it. Somewhere. Yeah, you did, but but I got the gist. So, but that. At my core, and I think a lot of people in the ministry paid, that's, that's, we, we, we're people, people. So, um, and I know, I, I definitively know at 20, I, that was, that was me. I want everybody to be happy. Everybody to be happy. If I went back, I'm going to say 30, because at 30, I was actively yeah. full time in the ministry at that point. And I, I would look back at that point in my life and tell myself, remind myself that it is a long distance marathon yeah. this life this race and although there is the needs of the immediate it it will take time and god where god wants me in 5 years is not where i'm at today but there's a reason for that mm-hmm. so i'd remind myself it's a process it's a journey enjoy the journey as best as you can expect and anticipate the more but do your best to walk in holiness and purity and keep a teachable spirit. Mm-hmm. How about this one? 
don't take the uh, the the personal shot that's that's dwelt to you as don't take it personally. Yep, that's a hard one, but because well, and and it's also easier to be able to do that though if you surrounded yourself with those same godly people that yeah. you've talked about. Right. If you're in it by yourself, if you're kind of the lone wolf in it, mm-hmm. then it then it's hard. It's hard not to, but if you're surrounded, if you're part of that wolf pack, that group of people that that are on that same team, it's easier to deflect that and also easier to absorb it because the whole team is there to help and encourage you and and, and really help point you in the right direction. So this is not not something to be doing by yourself. The ministry, you're called to be it, do it as as a group. You're not the lone wolf. You're not a lone shark. Don't act that way. You know, along those same lines, beware of the Elijah syndrome. I would say that to myself, thinking that I'm the only one who loves God, thinking I'm the only prophet left. You know, I'm the only one who understands how the church should work. I'm the only one. Maybe maybe that's not universal for a 20-year-old, but for me, I really thought like I was out there on my own, and I just had to keep on. Did you ever feel that way? There was definitely probably the— the word would be yeah, a little bit of arrogance there. Like, and you know, it's so crazy to look back now and go, yeah, the church has made it two thousand years. I have years. the fix to it all. <laughs> right, yeah, just put me in. Really charge. funny to think about that, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. man, so simplistic back then, wasn't it? Yep. So, um, I think when it comes to self as well, I would appreciate the physical uh, ability of the twenty-year-old. Much more than I did. I'm talking yeah. about the health, you know, sure. being able to eat, being able to um, go move, on no sleep, bend, I mean, no sleep, all yeah. that kind of stuff. If you think about it, Brent, I know you particularly with me, we have abused our bodies for the sake of the gospel in a lot of ways. Hmm. You know, I don't know if people know, but we were, uh, we traveled a bunch. You know, we traveled all over the world, but we also traveled in this country, sleeping in trucks and Back of trailers. Back of trailers. <laughs> you know, going, doing camp back to back to back. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you can do that. But I, I underappreciated how, uh, how, how hard and how fast we could go. Uh, in my 46-year-old self, that's not quite the same. No. I'm, 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 I'm not as good as I once was. I might be as good once as I ever was. I don't know. Probably no, not. It's funny. Though, I'm really... <clears throat> trying to think this whole thing through 20 years old um at 20 i was already serving in a church serving the ministry working full-time i did not know how to play the piano i did not know how to run a computer i did not know how to turn it on i there said in a previous no podcast well you were there, there were they were but a floppy disk yeah yeah right and i know a previous Commodore podcast 64. i said computer programmer but i really didn't know that much about them so now that's primarily what i do is both of those two things and those things didn't come along until, for me, I, I didn't play piano in public until I was 26 years old. So I'd been in ministry for, goodness, eight years before I sat behind a piano, knew three chords. Um, now I do it every week. But I guess the 20-year-old, and this is good advice for me now, Like, don't be afraid to um, learn new stuff. And, and to, I think putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations sometimes opens up a whole new uh I don't know, situation in our lives that, that we never saw, never saw coming, never saw it. So I don't know, put yourself out there, like learn new stuff. Don't be afraid of that. Um, it, it, there's no way if I told to my 20, if I told my 20 year old self right now, you're going to be sitting in front of a crowd playing the piano 
sometimes just you and the piano singing. There's no way I'd believe that. No way. I didn't know how to play the piano. So it's crazy, you know? Crazy. Craig but Craig. here we are. Kind of along the same lines, I would tell myself, do not despise the hard conversations. Either having them or having them had with you. You know, because we, we talked before about uh, milestones or, or, or key moments in life. Some of my key moments were when people approached me and told me things that made me mad. Yeah. I mean, I did not. I thought they were stupid. I thought they were unkind. I thought all kinds of things. And I basically blamed them. It was their problem. But but looking back, even though they may not have, have always approached the conversation in the right way, it still, when I went and I and I thought about it and I looked at it, I go, you know what? They're right. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, you talk about teachable spirit. Having a teachable spirit when somebody tells you you stink at something or when you think, you know, your life is in this direction and they go, look, you can't do that because you don't know how to do it. I mean, that's yeah. like, like, like want, you know, my goal is to be a singer and, and mm-hmm. I can't sing. When somebody finally tells us, hey, seriously, mm-hmm. Simon Cow, yeah. you can't sing. Right, right. What? Talk about crushing. My mama told me all the time growing <laughs> my, up. My, my, yeah. my, my, yeah. my, my, mama said, mama said I could sing. Waterboy, circa. I don't know, Dang, you're good. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Water. <laughs> it really, old. really. Water. H2O. It really, really would. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's my high quality H two O. My mama said, "Girls are the devil." <laughs> that was the right turn. So, so are we just gonna do water yes! boy? Oh man! You know what we gotta do? We gotta do a podcast with nothing but movie quotes, like the entire podcast. We have a lot of Star Wars and Marvel over here in this corner. I'm not it pointing fits. to Jeff. The yeah. dang thing fits. <laughs> do you know where that's Uh-oh. from? What? No. Oh, no, we probably shouldn't go there. Okay, I don't know that the one. Police Academy, the first. Yeah. One. Yes, we definitely don't need to go there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Missed that it. was in my PC days. Missed that one. <laughs> that's not Pensacola Christian. That'd be pre-conversion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would tell man. Jeff as his 20-year-old self to maybe stay away from no, Stay away from <laughs> Wow. Uh, well, so we're almost out of time here. Uh, one other thing I would tell my young 20-year-old self is um, don't worry about being someone who saves the world. Just find what God calls you to do and do it. That's good. That would be it. You know, for those who have ambition of great things, uh, that can be a real hindrance because you because God has to devoid you of yourself before he can do something with yourself. Um, And it's a lot less painful. Moses had to spend a lot of time in the wilderness. David had to spend a lot of time with the sheep. I mean, there's there's prep time for the great things. Yep. And I'm also convinced that your greatest days in life are likely, most likely, going to be in your older, older days. Mm. You know, I mentioned Nabim Koresh. I can't remember how he said his last name. He was a, a, a Muslim-turned-believer. Oh, yeah. He worked with Ravi Zacharias. Phenomenal testimony on, online. He, he does a presentation that's phenomenal. But he died at 34. Um, and I think to myself, man, what a young life. Mm. And then I just read about a girl who died this past week. She, uh, she brought water filtration or... or something to the slums in India. I mean, just 
she started a business. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I can't remember her name, but mm. this young woman has died at 30-something. Mm. And I thought, man, she made a dent. And, you know, in mm-hmm. that many years, imagine the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. But, but we don't compare ourselves to others. That's not our race. Mm-hmm. Our race is the race that God has set out before us. Mm-hmm. And if we run somebody else's race, we're not being obedient to God. True. So that's all I got. That's all I got. <clears throat> Enjoy the journey, people. Yeah, that is exactly true. I had a professor who used to tell us constantly, the joy is in the journey, not in the destination. Mm-hmm. But every now and then the destination's kind it's of kind of cool to, to get to. Yeah, because when you're on a trip, you kind of want to get you there, too. You kind of want to so. get there. That's right. But it's both and. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today on Messy Christianity. A little bit different kind of a podcast, but our desire is to let you see inside of our souls. We want to be authentic and transparent with you for the sole purpose of helping you to see that, um, you know, ministry is 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 hard, it's different, it's it's unique, but ministry is just flesh and blood people um, leading where God calls them to lead. So hope this is beneficial to you. If you like it, why don't you post this on your Facebook page, maybe share it with a friend, and uh, we always appreciate your support. Have a good one. See you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.